Wow. It's been a long, long time. I, you know, I think I actually uh, underestimated how long it's been. It's been five months since since I did an episode, guys. Uh, a lot's happened in that time. Um, my girlfriend is pregnant, so I got a baby girl on the way, so uh that's that's great news that's <laughs> that's been you know life changing um we've moved uh, i got a new job uh pretty much a completely different life since my last podcast so um if that explains the uh the gap between episodes uh if that doesn't explain it then i don't know what else does but um you know something Something was missing, and, you know, I've been wanting to get back to this, uh, you know, just creating, creating stuff is just, it's just what keeps, keeps people sane, in my opinion, um, when you're not creating anything, and you don't have anything to show for your time, just kind of, kind of just feels like, uh, life is just passing by, you know, like you're just working and grinding and paying bills, so, I'm going to try and get back into uh, podcasting, and uh, I've made a goal to podcast every Wednesday, so for those of you who are subscribed on uh, the podcasting services, um, you can expect to get episodes late Wednesday night uh, or you know early Thursday morning. Um, sometimes they're a little slow, uh, Some sometimes it'll be like midday uh, the next day, uh, it just really depends, um, I'm gonna try and up my game in, uh, in, uh, with, when it comes to the RSS feed, um, I don't have all that figured out, I pretty much have a pretty rudimentary system set up right now, but it seems to be functioning, so, um, for those of you who were subscribed, I thank you guys for coming back and checking out my podcast, um, it's going to be a regular thing. Make sure you guys stick around. Um, also, I, you know, I'm always doing these podcasts live on YouTube. So, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll get a live notification for when I go live, or you can also subscribe on YouTube and, uh, enable the, the little bell deal so that you guys can get notifications. Um, so yeah, today we're. I'm just gonna go over some some of the things that just went down. You know, we had the Canelo and Triple G boxing match, which was a great fight. I mean, best fight I've seen in years. I, I can't think of a better boxing match that I've witnessed per, personally. You know, where it was just so back and forth, and uh, it ended in a draw. It ended in a draw, which. You know, a lot of people were pissed off about which I I really I didn't I I'm not mad about the draw. Obviously, the uh, 118 to 110 score is complete garbage. Um, I I think I saw a headline saying that 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 lady might have gotten suspended or something like that. But um, she needs to never ref a boxing match or any sporting event ever again because I <laughs> come on 118 to to 110, that's just insane, um, 
I don't know what she was watching. Uh, and I'm hearing from, I, I think I heard it on The Fighter and the Kid, or maybe it was on uh, The Big Brown Breakdown. But apparently she was, apparently uh, Golden Boy, uh, apparently they take the refs out for dinner or something like that. And they kind of have a night out with them and, you know, buy them dinner and, you know, the, the, spending any time outside of, uh, you, you know, them actually judging the fight, having any sort of relationship or even any sort of association with them at all is just complete conflict, conflict of interest. I really don't know how uh, they're not, you know, investigating that type of shit, um, especially after she turns in such a lopsided scorecard. Um, when you got Oscar De La Hoya, the actual promoter, um, who, you know, if she was paid off to score the fight for Canelo, then it most likely would have been Oscar who promotes Canelo and promoted this entire event. Um, it, he would have been the one to pay her off. Um, it, it, and even he is saying that the scorecard is insane. You know, it's just, it's kind of funny. Um, I, I just don't, I really don't know. Um, I don't know what you make of that. Uh, hopefully she never judges a major event again or any event, in, in my opinion. It's just crazy. Um, that said, uh, I saw the fight 115-113 uh, for Triple G. I gave Canelo the first three rounds strong. I thought he was putting it on triple G. I thought he was, he was quicker on the counter. He was setting a lot of traps. Um, tri but triple G was seemed pretty hesitant. You know, he was kind of like in a feeling out process. Um, not, not too much offense coming forward, you know, constantly stalking, but you know, he was, he was really holding back on, on a lot of his punches, um, throughout most of the fight. But, uh, especially early on, uh, I had, Canelo, you know, convincingly winning those first three rounds. Um, some people gave Canelo the fourth. I thought Triple G after that pretty much dominated from the fourth until the tenth. I think Canelo clearly won the eleventh and twelfth round, so that's how I gave him. Uh, that's that's how I gave him the one thirteen. Um, I gave him those five rounds, uh, and then I gave. Triple G, um, four through ten. Um, some people are going to disagree with that and say that, uh, you know, Canelo did sneak around there in the middle, probably like four or six. Um, but I, I really just after the third round, it felt like he really just dropped off. I think his, I think his cardio really zapped, and uh, not to say that he wasn't really. I mean, he was. Uh, if you're going to say who landed the cleaner shots, it was Canelo, but that was due to his, you know, his lack of offense, you know, he had a higher percentage, but he threw far less punches and landed far less punches, and, uh, but they were far cleaner, you know, he landed some really, really clean and heavy shots, um, Triple G just seemed to walk through them, though completely like he's just a complete juggernaut and he just comes straight for you he doesn't really give a fuck uh what you land on him 
Um, there was a couple shots there that should have, you know, at least wobbled him. And there were there were times, uh, I think there was a moment in the 10th round where Triple G was rocked uh, or maybe just stunned, you know, maybe rocked is a little too uh, dramatic of a word, but um, definitely stunned. They both stunned each other. Uh, Triple G clearly had, I mean, just, he just had Canelo on the ropes the whole time and uh, on the defense, which Canelo is a, he's a counterfighter, but um, Triple G was really taking it to him pretty much that pretty much the whole fight and um i think he was if he wasn't if he was a little more aggressive he probably could have even dropped or put canelo away um i don't know i i didn't think it was too crazy of uh, the draw really kind of makes sense it, it was back and forth there uh at moment you know at times um, but I just thought that Triple G had so much more offense and he was landing shots, you know, um, Canelo, I thought he was just playing the Matador a little too much just, uh, you know, just sitting back trying to dodge punches a little too often, um, and still getting hit, you know, that, that's all fine and dandy when you're Floyd Mayweather and you're playing defense and absolutely not getting touched but when you're getting touched up still you can't just sit back and play defense and allow a guy to hit you so um that's pretty much how i saw the fight saw the fight but uh it was a good fight i'd like to see it um not any time soon really uh i'd like to watch either one of them fight you know whoever whoever's next um fan i'm a big fan of both i really thought canelo was gonna outbox Triple G and honestly I think Canelo had was clearly the better or not better but more skilled boxer um but Triple G is just he's just he's just a juggernaut I mean he just walks through everything and he just does not stop puts a ridiculous pace on you I don't understand his cardio I mean I'm sure they're both all juice to the gills and on all the best fucking Mexican supplements, as they say. But it was an entertaining fight. Uh, I'm sure we're all we're all gonna remember that fight for for a long time. A uh, uh, lot of great highlights. Go back and watch it, and you'll see uh, just what what a war it was. Um, and then also same night we had. Uh, Luke Rockhold versus David Branch on, uh, I believe it was Fox Sports 1. And uh, there for a moment, it was scary for Luke Rockhold. I had Rockhold running away with it in this fight. Um, but knowing that his boxing is kind of an issue and his chin is a little suspect now, um, <clears throat> you know, there was, there was always going to be some uh, worry or a challenge early with David Branch because he's got some hands. Um, you know he's quick and he uh, he's willing to you know he's willing to mix it up. So uh, he came out blazing and caught caught, uh, caught Rockhold with a couple nasty clean combos, just l lighting him up there for a while. And uh, it looked like Rockhold was gonna go out. I could have sworn, um, but he ended up recovering and. Uh, 
clinching him up against the fence, and there near the end of the first round, he actually ended up on top. And uh, when he when he got Luke Rockhold on top, yeah, it's just uh, his top game. I look after seeing uh, what he did to Chris Weidman. That was that that was some of the best top game I've ever seen. He was just raining down vicious strikes. Um, the guy's easily up there in the top five when it comes to top top game in the UFC. And uh, he ended up finishing the first round on top. Second round came out. Um, a, lot, a lot of clinch work. A lot of clinch work in this for, in this fight. Um, Rockhold just grinded him out, got him down on the ground, ended up uh, getting full mount on him. And uh, Branch ended up rolling over, and Rockhold just started laying down that vicious ground and pound. It reminded me just like uh, just of that fucking Chris Weidman fight, and he was just pounding him. And uh, Branch, I didn't even notice it the first time, but after uh, watching some videos and uh, some of the MMA outlets on like YouTube, they were saying uh, apparently Branch tapped to strikes, and um, which I'm cool with. I mean, fuck, he knew he wasn't going anywhere. He knew he couldn't get up. Uh, he was getting beat, I mean, he was completely flattened out on his belly, um, and with a guy like Rockhold on top of you, when, when you're beat, you're beat, and I, I, I don't see any reason why he should have to go out or, you know, force the the ref to make a stoppage when, if he knows he's done, you might as well just, it's just like a submission, you know, if you're, if you're caught in a choke, you might as well just tap, dude, because what, going out and tapping, same result, you know, you're losing either way, why take why suffer more brain damage um, when you know you're beat? So uh, I actually respect guys who will tap to, you know, strikes or submission. Uh, I think it's I think it makes more sense. Uh, just get back out there and you know figure out what what went wrong. Make sure you don't get in that position again. Just uh, you know don't fucking don't suffer more damage is pretty much the smart way to go. So. Uh, who else fought that night? Uh, the only other fight that I caught was uh, Mike Perry. Um, he fought some guy who was on like a week's notice because I believe Tiago Alves. It was pretty sure. Uh, he pulled out. I think he might have been affected by Hurricane uh, Irma. I think maybe, uh, I heard something about him living in his gym or with his kids or maybe his wife or some shit like that. Uh, so he pulled out, you know, I'm sure he didn't have a full camp and he was fucking uh, worried about other other things. You know, when you're affected by a natural disaster, I'm sure fighting is like the last thing on your mind, you know. So... Uh, especially when it's Mike Perry on the other side of the octagon. Fuck that. Um, I think there's a clear recipe to beat Mike Perry, but that guy is just fucking, he's just an animal. He's, he, he truly is one of the scariest guys I've ever <laughs> seen in the octagon. Uh, that vicious knockout that he had on, uh, I believe it was Saturday, right? Yeah. Uh, the 
just his clinch work. Every every strike he throws, he's looking to you know put your lights out with it, and you can see it in his face while he's fighting, and we just in his movements, like he's just so explosive, and he's just coming for your head. And uh, even when he's you know fighting defensively, like when you're tying up with him, like he's still just looking to be offensive. You know, he really. You really got to stay on the outside with that guy and pick your shots and counter and uh, slip and move. Like you cannot clinch with him. You cannot grapple with him. I mean, there might be somebody out there who can take him down, but you know, I would not want to clinch with him or get in any sort of, yeah, no sort of clinch battle because that guy is just scary explosive in, this, in a clinch. Um, he's coming from all different angles with all different limbs looking to just fuck you up. Um, you just got to Joe ban him and stay on the outside and pick him apart. So, uh, I think he had to have broke the top 10 after that. Uh, he called out Robbie Lawler. We'll see if he gets that. Uh, I, I hope so. Jesus Christ. That would be a fight. Um, I actually, I'd have to have, I'd have to go with Perry, Perry in that, in that matchup. Just, just because he's, he's more hungry, you know, and they're obviously going to stand up. What's the Lawler going to take him down? Nah. Um, yeah, I'd have to go with Perry in that matchup. But I'm not sure. that I don't think they're going to do that. I think Lawler is too high in the rankings. But, fuck, maybe, uh, yeah. I just don't. I think it's a little too early. I think Perry gets another matchup. But, yeah, you got you to gotta try. You got you to gotta go for it. Um he definitely knows what he's doing when he when it comes to uh, talking in his uh, his call outs and you know the way he talks trash. He, he's he's got the recipe for uh, you know superstardom if he if he keeps knocking people out the way the way he is. Uh, a little douchey uh, at first. It seemed a little kind of fake, but I think uh, I think it's just I think it's genuine. I don't know where he's from, but. It, it it seems like a genuine personality. It doesn't really see. At first, I thought it might have been like an actor, a little overplayed. But I think the guy is really just being himself, <laughs> which is yeah, that's cool. Me, shit. Oh man, there's some entertaining people out there. Oh man, so on uh, yeah UFC two, uh, I'm gonna go through these picks for the UFC Fight Night Japan. I believe it's uh. Fight Night 117 on FXX, whatever channel that is. I I've watched one UFC card on there, so uh, apparently this is a new channel, or may, maybe it's just a new channel that they're going to be on. I don't know. But uh, FXX is a channel. Uh, you got OSP versus Okami headlining, which is that's a strange matchup to me. Um, I can't remember the last time I saw Okami fight, but I do like him in Japan. OSP, so on here the community is favoring OSP. 91% are picking OSP to win. 92% by KOTKO. 41% in the second round. So uh, they think he's going to TKO him in the first, second round. And, uh,. Fuck. I don't know. 
OSP's good, but he he's kind of a lackluster fighter, in my opinion. It seems he goes to a, like a lot of decisions, a lot of he he doesn't really. I don't remember the last time I saw him finish someone. Um, and I saw the Okami was like a three fifty underdog on Bo, Bovada last I checked, which I think is kind of. Brokami in Japan might be decent money. That might be a decent bet. Uh, but St. Peru, I, God, when I think about those two fighters in my head, St. Peru just seems like so much bigger. But apparently Okami is about only an inch shorter, which, I don't know. Okami fought, fought at 85 and... I don't remember. Yeah, he was a big motherfucker there at 85. It's just been a while since I've seen him. But St. Peru's a big guy. We'll have to see. Um, God, I don't think St. Peru TKOs him or KOs him in the second round. I think that's that's too eager for my, for my liking. I don't know why. I think I'm going to go Kami. Fuck five round decision because OSP seems to go to decision and he wins them but he gasses I don't know I, 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 I'm gonna go with Okami I feel like this might be a boring upset like a it's just such a strange matchup I, I can't even picture how this matchup's gonna go down um usually I play when I do these uh UFC picks on the game, I do the fights along with the picks, but they don't have all of the all of the fighters on here, so I can't go through a couple of these. Um, for the uh, co-main event, though, you got uh, Claudia Gedalia versus Jessica Andrade. Um, those are two fucking tanks. My God. Andrade is just a constant forward throwing bombs walking through whatever you're throwing at her uh just you know constant pressure just throwing punches um Gedalia she's good on the feet um but she's really looking to take you down and and uh beat you up from there um I think Gedalia is the, the second best fighter at straw weight uh the only one better than her is clearly Joanna um, I think she's gonna ragdoll Jessica Andrade. I think she's gonna fucking take her down and just, you know, just clip, just toss her to the ground and hold her there and beat her up for probably three rounds. Um, Community's got Gedalia by uh, KO TKO third round. Uh, I could see I could see Gedalia getting a stoppage or maybe even like a like a, a ref stoppage TKO or a. Uh, or a submission in the third round. Um, just due to fatigue on Andrade's part, I don't. I think there's going to be a point where, you know, there's no fight in her. Uh, I, I really do think she's going to ragdoll her. So I'm going to go Gedalia, KO, TKO, third round. It'll probably be a decision, but uh, let's, let's hope for a finish. That'd be entertaining. And then uh, you got Takanori Gomi versus Dong Young Kim. Uh, I can't believe fucking Gomi's still fighting. Um, I don't remember the last time, 
the last fight I watched of his or even Dung Young Kim. Uh, but I do know Dung Young Kim is way fresher in his career. And, uh, you know, he's, he's still got a lot of fight in him. I'm sure Gomi... <laughs> fuck. I think Kim is going to put him away. I think it's going to be a... I think it's going to be a second or third round. If it's a second, it'll be a late second. Uh, I, I'll just go third round TKO. That's actually uh, the community on the game says uh, third round KO TKO also. So uh, there's also uh, uh, Formiga versus Sasaki. Uh, Formiga, every time I see him fight, I usually just pick him as a winner because... Uh, he seems really well-rounded, and uh, just he seems to win every time I watch him. But um, I don't know what kind of competition, or uh, you know, I, I I don't know. I, I I think he's the biggest betting favorite on the card. I could be wrong, but I know I know he's a really high favorite. Um, the community's got him 88% TKO third round. I'm I'm just gonna give him a decision. Um, there's an impressive, impressive amount of, I assume they're all ja Japanese, uh, they could have just pulled a race thing and just pulled a, or like a racist thing and just put a bunch of Asians on the Japan car, but there's definitely a ton of, uh, I assume Japanese fighters on this card. Uh, so, it's gonna be entertaining, uh, I'm excited. You know, I, I I always like watching the free fights, and they, they seem to put out better. Uh, you know, you don't have high as high of expectations as a pay-per-view, so they, they always seem to be really entertaining, and I uh, fuck with them. So, um, what else we got? On, so this is a Friday night fight, I believe. Yeah, Friday night card, and uh, we also got. Bellator 183 on Saturday. So you got Benson Henderson fighting. I'm not sure who. I just know Benson Henderson's fighting. Uh, Lorenz Larkin and Paul Daly are fighting. And then uh, you got Roy Nelson fighting. So those are three people I or four people I always like to watch whenever Bellator's got whenever they whenever they put them on. I always uh, try to catch their fights, whether it's live or, uh, you know, watching it after the fact. So, um, I don't know shit about their opponents. I don't know shit about Bellator's roster. Um, all I know is those couple of, you know, couple of UFC names that have popped over there. And uh, I'll check in on them every once in a while. Uh, so, yeah, I got a couple fights this weekend. Uh, what else do we got? Is that... Um, I think that's it for events this weekend. Uh, anybody else on that card this this Friday? That uh, Ishihara will be fighting. Got uh, Charles Rosa fighting. Yeah, that would be a pretty good free card, guys. So. Uh, make sure you check it out on FXX. Huh. And yeah, so should be pretty sweet. 
uh, I'm really excited to be getting back into the flow of this podcasting thing, guys. Uh, any uh, suggestions on uh, guests that you guys would like to, you know, get on here? If anybody's uh, into UFC on PS4, got a lot of knowledge. If you guys think you can uh, hop on the podcast as a guest. Uh, let me know. You know, I, I'm looking for some more conversation during these things, so uh, I'd be much appreciated if I could get some uh, get some interesting conversations going. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe on whatever podcasting service you'd like. I'm on Google Play, iTunes, uh, streaming live on YouTube every Wednesday. And, uh, you know, you can follow me on Twitter at FightFanGaming. And uh, appreciate it, guys. You guys have a nice night. And uh, see you next week. Peace.